And so, as Auckland cleans up, ideas about how to cope with this increasingly intense rainfall have been pouring in. Experts have been calling for, for example, a so-called sponge city to soak up water using wetlands, porous cement and green roofs. Basics such as making sure pumping stations are waterproof so the electrics don't fry. And, well, just not rebuilding homes and infrastructure in flood-prone places. Canterbury University political science professor Bronwyn Hayward co-led the Cities and Infrastructure chapter of last year's IPCC report. She focuses on harnessing community ideas. Kia ora, Bronwyn. Now, what does that mean, harnessing community ideas? Kia ora, Max. Um, well, what we know when we look around the world at cities coping with the enormous kinds of catastrophes that Auckland has faced is that many cities are getting prepared around two forms of infrastructure. They're getting focused around their physical or grey infrastructure, which are things like stormwater. Often they're focused on seawalls and making sure we've got sirens and ways to protect ourselves physically. They're also starting to get focused on um, green solutions, green infrastructure. You talked about the sponge cities using your nature spaces. But where most cities are really failing is to understand that we also need that social infrastructure, the social safety nets, because communities are experiencing what we call big adaptation gaps. And you just heard one example in the in the interview before about rents and the price of rents. We find that to really adequately um, support communities, they do need the physical and, and the green infrastructure, but they also need income support health, housing, and we're looking at things like Barcelona is using climate refuges, which are places that you can um, increasingly use public buildings to also provide emergency facilities. But what we've learned from things like COVID as well is that these solutions have to be led by local communities. So Marae-led um, solutions are really critical, solutions that involve diverse communities. And that was one of the key points of the IPCC report. Our effective planning is going to have to involve everyone, not just experts, not just politicians. This is messy and it takes time. So there are lots of lessons for other cities as well. We need to get started now. We need to think about what would happen if this is happening already in Auckland, our biggest city. We're seeing it in Westport. We're seeing it in Gisborne. So how are we going to prepare and protect and how are we going to lead our communities and support them through? What about, you know, when, when do we make that call to stop, I suppose, throwing good money after bad, to stop repairing homes on vulnerable land and start thinking about, I suppose, the bigger picture? Now, <laughs> we should have done it yesterday, but, you know, now is a good time. So all of the solutions are important. There's no silver bullet. Land use planning is certainly critical we desperately need good infrastructure, but you can't pour all your money into your infrastructure. You need to be thinking about social support and long-term, how are communities going to cope with these constant devastating effects? And that's where we start thinking about the limits of adaptation. There's actually really an important need to do both reducing our emissions and actually thinking realistically, these events are going to keep happening and get worse. So we actually need to start thinking differently about mm. where we live and how we live. Ronan Hayward, thank you for your time. Canterbury University political science professor.